0: Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. Today, you are tuning in for our annual summer series at the movies, where we explore the spiritual truths behind some of Hollywood's biggest hits. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining
1: us today and enjoy the message. Today started out as the best day of my life. I, 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 I did it! I got the gig! Ah! Hey, you uh, Good morning. Ice cold, piragua, cherry, strawberry, and just for today, I got my mate! There's something
0: on your
1: shirt. It's time to make some noise. We had to assert our dignity in small ways. Little details that tell the world we are not invisible. we got so we cannot stop, this is a block. In the heights, I hang my flag without a display. There's an infinite that I hate the know my space. This is crazy. At the street lights, we're taking the flight to a couple of days in the life for what it's like. And Washington Heights.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's great to see you guys, and I'm thrilled to be with you today. I'm Pastor Kyra. I want to welcome you to the conclusion of our summer series at the movies. Have you guys been enjoying it? Because I sure have. And today we're going to look at my favorite musical in 2021 In the Heights written by fellow Puerto Rican Lin-Manuel Miranda. Anybody here like Hamilton or musicals? I gotta tell you, my husband does not like musicals, so when we sat down to watch In the Heights and they started singing, he immediately turned to me and he said, this is entrapment. But don't do me out just yet, okay? I promise you. By the end of our time together, you're gonna want to see this movie, or at the very least, you're gonna wish you were a Latino dancer, okay? <laughs> In the movie, Lin-Manuel Miranda plays the role of a piragüero. He's the vendor of a Puerto Rican hot weather treat called Piragua. Now, if you ever visit Puerto Rico, that's my husband Jose eating one, I want to recommend you try one every time we go back home. My kids and I always get them, okay? Uh, In fact, last uh, Christmas, last time we were in Puerto Rico, we went to Old San Juan. And here's my husband. He ordered a uh, piragua. It's made of shaved ice, as you can see, and they put it in the shape of a pyramid. And then here's the best part, church. They actually drench it with fruit-flavored syrup. It is really nutritional (laughs) and very refreshing. And it features in In the Heights because the movie tells the story of working-class Latinos, both immigrants and American-born who all live in Washington Heights in New York City, about 30 miles from where we are today. Now, the movie was released as a celebration of what it means to be a Latino in the U.S. And I have to tell you, when I left the theater, after I watched In the Heights for the first time, I was elated. I felt like I'd just eaten a two-hour frozen paraguay on a hot August day, okay? The movie had me emotional the moment I saw the Puerto Rican flag wave on screen. And as a Latina myself, it was great to see Latinos in Hollywood be portrayed as something other than the domestic help or the bad guys. I grew up listening to the music featured in the film, and I loved seeing the same food that I find on my parents' table at Christmas. I saw parts of myself and my family reflected in some of the characters, so I want to invite you, Liquid Church, to check out the trailer for In the Heights. Let me just listen to my block. It's
1: quiet. Usually the one train's up there screeching. There's so much stuff going on. Just got me thinking about all the people I care about the most. There's a breeze off the Hudson. And just when you think you're sick of living here the memory floods in the morning light off the fire escapes the nights in Bendit park blasting big pun tapes it's a story of a block that was disappearing once upon a time in a faraway land called washington heights who's gonna notice we're going say it so it doesn't disappear what? Look who's home. Bad changes happening on the block since you've been at school. When it came to dreams, we had to keep scraping by. Ice cold piragua. It's silly when we get into these crazy hypotheticals. You really want some bread, then go ahead. Create a set of goals. i pick a business school and pay the entrance fee. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll stay friends with me. They used to say, you work hard, you live by the rules, the things will come, and those things will heal you. I'm not gonna sit here and give you some fairy tale. Ignore anyone who doubts you. Cause this place, this is it. One, two, three. I just wanna see the whole world through our eyes. Let's go! Go show them who we are. Today's all we got, so we cannot stop. This is a block! The moment when you do better than me, because you can see a future that I can't. Sonny, you're late. You know you love me. We can pay off the debts we owe. We can tell everyone we know. We are not powerless, we are powerful. We pay. We'll get the dough, and once we get going, we're never
0: 96,000, 96,000, church, we're going to sing that. I'm going to sing my message to you the whole day today, okay? Now, I know what you all want to ask me. Was I an extra in the movie? Sadly, no. (laughs) But my husband, Jose, and I have actually been known to dance in the streets of Puerto Rico at Christmas time. Uh, here we are, the last time that we were able to go before COVID. So if you think it's far-fetched to sing and dance like that on the street, think again. It's actually very common in Hispanic countries to see people dancing and singing because our streets are made of music. And I got to give my husband credit. He's got some good moves. You can actually um, refer to him instead of Jose, you can actually refer to him now as Don Juan. Okay, look at that. Look at that guy. <laughs> but uh, church. Other than the Spanish language, it's actually music that unites Hispanic and Latinos. And that's why In the Heights uses music to tell the story of Dominicans, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, who in the late 80s and 90s moved to Washington Heights, so-called because it's next to the George Washington Bridge. And when we first meet Usnavi de la Vega, uh, pause, I just had a flashback to, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. But pause, pause. We're going to go back to the movie. But Usnavi de la Vega is our narrator in this film, in In the Heights. And we learned that he was named after the U.S. Navy ship that his Dominican parents saw on arrival to America. They read the words U.S. Navy in Espanol, and voila, the name Usnavi was born and Usnavi now runs a bodega on a corner street in Washington Heights, and he observes what goes down on his blog during a hot summer week. Years later, he retells the story to his daughter on a beach after she asks, what is the meaning of a sueñito? Everybody say, sueñito. Sueñito means little dream. And in the pursuit of that dream, Usnavi and his friends from the barrio actually face different challenges: gentrification, debt, high cost of college tuition, racial profiling, the failure to enact immigration reform. I want you to meet Liquid Church, the diverse, tight-knit immigrant community of Washington Heights.
1: I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are great exaggerated. Exacerbated by the fact that my syntax is highly complicated Cause I immigrated from the single greatest little place in the Caribbean Dominican Republic, I love it Jesus, I'm jealous of it And beyond that, ever since my folks passed on I haven't gone back Before, the milk is gone bad Hold up just a second Why is everything in this fridge warm and tepid? I better step it up and fight the heat Cause I'm not making any profit if the coffee isn't light and sweet Woo! Abuela, my fridge broke. I got cafe, but no con leche. Ay, Dios. Try my mother's old recipe. One can of condensed milk. Nice. No, oh, hey. Your lottery ticket. Ay. Paciencia y fe. <laughs> that was Abuela. She's not really my Abuela, but she practically raised me, this corner is her a like I've never been north of 96th street. Well, you must take the A train even farther than Harlem to northern Manhattan and maintain. Get off at 181st and take the escalator I hope you're writing this down I'm gonna test you later. I'm getting tested times are tough on this bodega two months ago somebody bought Ortega's our neighbors started packing up and picking up and never since the rest went up it's gotten mad expensive but we live with just enough in, in the, the, ice the, ice the-, ice the-, the- the lights and start my day. There are lights and endless steps and bills to pay. In the heights, I can't survive without cafe. But tonight, she's like a million years away.
0: Anybody else can't survive without cafe? We're going to make that our new worship song, Church. <laughs> now the two characters I want to focus on are Usnavi. Everybody say Usnavi and Abuela Claudia. Because did you guys catch what Abuela Claudia said when she got her lottery ticket? Paciencia y fe, or patience and faith. Now, I want you to take that and I want you to put it in your back pocket because we're going to get back to this, okay? What you'll notice is that the people from In the Heights came from miles away. They're from DR, PR, Cuba, who all came in search of work and opportunities. They're connected to each other because they're Latinos who are both trying to assimilate to the U.S. while still holding on to their cultural identity. And that's why the movie actually resonates so much with me. Now, I'm not an immigrant. I'm going to give you a little US history lesson. If you didn't know, the US uh, gave Puerto Ricans uh, US citizenship in 1917 so that Puerto Rican men could be drafted to fight in World War I. And ever since, Puerto Ricans have actually fought in every war on behalf of the US. So, history lesson over. Not an immigrant, but like many of you know, my family came from Puerto Rico to the United States in 2012. And in these nine years, our family has actually traded the heat of the Caribbean for the cold of the Northeast. Uh, my kids actually learned to speak English, and we've learned to live in the US, far away from our family, while still holding on to our identities as Puerto Ricanos or Puerto Ricans. So the journey hasn't always been easy, and that's why I resonate with the story of In the Heights. Now, I know many of you have a similar story. Some of you are second generation, fobs or fresh off the boat. Your family arrived at Ellis Island from Italy, Ireland, Korea. Some of you have grandparents who moved to Patterson from the Netherlands or Holland generations ago, which is actually called Paterson, father and son. Well, the reality is the Bible actually has a lot to say about immigration. Did you guys know that? One commentator actually has said that the entire Bible is the story of migration the story of the uprooted people of God from Abraham, whom God called to leave his father's house, go into a foreign land to Moses, who was called to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, to the Israelites themselves who lived in exile until they were able to enter the promised land. And that's why the Bible actually gives directions for how we are to treat aliens, not that kind of alien, not the monster kind, but the people kind. I want to read to you from Leviticus. It says this, When the alien resides with you in your land, you shall not oppress the alien. The alien who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. In other words, when a stranger comes into your land, it's actually the people of God that are called to open up their hands and their hearts to everybody who comes, because that's what God did for you and me. So understand, migration is a central theme of the Bible because it's so central to the human experience. And in In the Heights, we see that despite all of the challenges that the people in the barrio face, their hearts haven't become cynical. They've actually retained the ability to have a sueñito or little dream like it was for the Israelites. Remember, the Israelites' dream was to enter the promised land, the land of milk and, what's the word, church? Honey. And in Usnavi's case, his sueñito was going back to the land of his dreams, his uh, birth country, República Dominicana, or the DR. He wanted to reclaim the best days of his life as he plans to buy the beach bar that belonged to his parents and live on the beach. I want you to watch. As Usnavi shares his sueñito. What's all over those pipes?
1: Rust. 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 Lovely. Esto. So that's the wood. On the floor. Ah, Usnavi. You're a workaholic. You think it would be different in the Dominican Republic? Just like my mama morning and night year after year to what end to wake up and scrub another floor till the day she died yeah but here i work to survive the El Suenito will be a labor of love the bodega was only supposed to be temporary but now i'm like almost 30. the plan was always to go back hopefully i won't be going to you mean me and sunny Hey, Sonny, is he on board? He's my next ass. I'm not going without him. I got Sonny. You know I can't go away without you. I took care of my community, no? Yes. (laughs) El Sueñito (laughs) 2.0. The tropical air keep you young, (laughs) girl. Caramba, buy me a bikini. (laughs)
0: It's a great line. Listen, every immigrant has a dream. And it's not just Usnavi, it's his love interest, Vanessa too. She wants to be a fashion designer. It's Sonny, uh, Usnavi's cousin. He dreams of becoming a U.S. citizen. It's Kevin, played by Jimmy Smith's dreams of seeing Nina, his daughter, become the first person in his family to graduate college. And there's Abuela Claudia. Her sueñito is to see everyone else's sueñito come true. Now, I think we can all relate to the idea of a sueñito, a dream that feels you and keeps you moving forward. So can I ask, what's your sueñito? Like, what little dream feels your heart? Uh, last Sunday, I um, visited Liquid Somerset. I, I want to give uh, Pastor Chris and all his Somerset people a big shout out. It was really fun to be with you guys last week. And at the end of the service, I talked to a woman who told me her sueñito is actually to leave her corporate job because she feels called to the nonprofit sector. I also spoke to a couple who shared their sueñito is about to come true. They're closing on their new home in two weeks. So what is it for you? Is it to start a family, write a book, get a new job? For my husband and I, our sueñito was to move to the United States after our son Andy was born with Down syndrome. Like the character Kevin, who moved from Puerto Rico to Nueva York, Jose and I moved from Puerto Rico to Nueva Jersey for our son Andy. Uh, When our son was a year old, we found out he needed open heart surgery. And after doing research, we found out the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia actually treated kids with the same condition as Andy, but with a less invasive procedure. So we put our sueñito in the hands of our father, And we started to pray about a potential move to the United States. Because Psalm 37 actually says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do it. You see, when a believer has a sueñito, we are to bring that dream and every plan, thought, and hope that goes with it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, church, that's just a self-inspired dream instead of a God-inspired dream. A self-inspired dream can sound a little bit more like the American dream. You work hard, and then you ask God to fulfill what you want. That kind of dream may sound like this. Um, My dream is to marry young, have 2.2 kids by the age of 30. I want to climb the corporate ladder by 40. I want to buy a big house, a big car. I want to retire by 60 with enough to go on vacation every year. Now, just to be clear, those are not bad things to aspire to. It's just that those kinds of dreams are not necessarily God-inspired. So how do you know what is a God-inspired dream and what is it? Well, here's the key. A God-inspired dream reaps eternal fruit for both you and other people. We can actually see a picture of God's purpose when the dream comes from Him. Because when God puts a dream in our hearts, He actually opens a door for us to walk into where He's already at work in your life. And He invites you to use all of the talents, gifts, and abilities that He's already given you with, for the fulfillment of that God dream. So the key is, align our dreams with god's dreams and i love what matthew matthew 6 says it says but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well because when we align our dreams with god's dreams they become god breathed and god inspired and just to be clear god actually longs for every one of his children to make him your dream. To put him above everything and everyone else. In Timothy, Paul actually writes, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants, what's the word church? All people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. What's the translation? God wants every person to know him and to know his truth. That's his biggest dream for you and for me. Then he wants us to glorify him in everything that we dream of doing. How do I know? Because a God-inspired dream glorifies God with your life, which is one of God's primary desires for us, to glorify him in everything that we do. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, so whether you eat or you drink, do whatever you do, do it all for what church? The glory of God. So the key for us is to marry our dreams with God's dreams so that they can become God dreams. Now, here's the challenge. While giving your dreams over to God may seem simple, it is by no means easy. And it isn't easy because sometimes God actually can take a really long time in making our dreams happen. Have you ever experienced that? Like you have a dream, you pray about it, you understand in your discernment, this is a dream that God has for my life, and then you wait and nothing happens. Or if there's movement, it's all bad. All you get are obstacles and roadblocks, a failed pregnancy test, a house sale that falls through, a job offer that gets denied, a relationship that can't be saved, And intellectually, like, we understand, yeah, we need to give our hopes and desires to the Lord. Yes, amen, Pastor Kyra. But emotionally, it's hard when we yearn for something that doesn't seem to come to pass. And if that's you today, I want to give you the two ingredients that we need to persevere in this process. Because do you remember what Abuela said? Remember I told you to put something in your back pocket? Paciencia y fe, or patience and faith, well it's time to get it out because those are the two values that Abuela Claudia actually models to the barrio. If you remember, Abuela Claudia is the barrio's matriarch. Abuela means grandma, and although Abuela Claudia is no one's relative by blood, she's actually the cheerleader and the caretaker for everyone in the barrio. She's the grandma that we all have or we wanted to have. She's loving, she's supportive, she's the rocking heart of the family, she's old, she's wise, she teaches secret recipes, family histories, and she reminds her children, quote, to have paciencia y fe, patience and faith, because she knows what wise people know, that realizing God's dreams for your life requires patience and faith, o paciencia y fe. Now, patience and faith are actually the twin virtues for following Christ, okay? The Bible links together the patience and the faith of the saints. And almost everywhere that you find faith mentioned in the Bible, you also find patience. I love what Titus 2 actually tells us. Titus says, teach older children or older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have, what's the word, church? Sound faith and be filled with love and what? Patience, faith and patience. Paciencia y fe. They're pretty unstoppable when they're together, which is why the Bible says you actually need both. First, you've got to have faith. So how does the Bible define faith? Well, according to the author of Hebrew, the Bible defines faith in this way. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is simply a belief that leads you to action. Because when you believe that that what God says is true, you actually act out on those beliefs with hope. And it's not enough to just have faith, you also need patience. Patience is the ability to accept or tolerate the delays and the problems that are gonna come as you act out on those beliefs. In other words, patience looks like perseverance. Now, I'll be honest with you, Church, I think many of us right now, man, we are out of patience. We're done. Can I just be honest? I'm ready for this pandemic to be over. I'm sure you too. We want our lives to go back to a sense of normalcy. Uh, we want the uncertainty of what this fall is going to look like, how's it going to feel, to end. We may feel out of patience with your boss at work. You may feel out of patience with your spouse, your kids. I mean, I know I can't wait for my kids to be back at school because I'm out of patience with having them home all day on their iPads. Church, we're living in a season where we're just lacking patience. We have no grit, no resilience. And if that's you, can I challenge you with what the Bible actually says in James? Here's what James 7 says. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being, what's the word? Patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be, what's the word? Patient. And that is exactly how Abuela lives her life, with paciencia y fe. In this next clip, we're going to see there's a blackout in all of New York City, un apagón. And everybody descends on Abuela Claudia's apartment. The heat is unbearable. So Abuela lays in bed trying to rest, and she sings a beautiful song where we see her persevere with paciencia y fe. Watch as the matriarch of In the Heights sings paciencia y fe. Paciencia y fe,
1: paciencia y fe. fe.
0: Patience and faith, faith and patience. They go together like rice and beans. And it's not just Abuela. The author of Hebrews actually teaches us the exact same thing. Because Christ followers are given these instructions. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Now why do we need both patience and faith? Well, let me tell you what the answer is. Faith without patience actually produces Christians who start off well, but eventually falter and either fall away or burn out when struggle comes. Let me give you an example. Faith without patience produces converts, but not disciples. We all know people who raise their hands, said a prayer to follow Jesus, but the moment that trouble comes, bad diagnosis, Broken relationship, the dream doesn't quickly come, their faith falters. Why is that? Because they have no patience, no perseverance. On the other hand, patience without faith produces Christians who experience suffering but actually don't grow from it in the way that God intends. Again, without faith, you feel hopeless. You, you lack the ability to look towards a future where God redeems all things for the good of those who love him. Patience and faith together help you overcome obstacles and persevere as you pursue your God-given dreams. Let let me show you how this works. If your dream or your sueñito is for your child to serve Jesus, to get to know Him, patience is what's going to allow you to keep praying for him or her, as you have faith that they will come to Christ in due time. If your sueñito is to be debt-free, so that you can be more generous. Patience is what gives you the diligence to work through all of your debt as you have faith that you're gonna get out of that debt. If your dream is to change jobs or career, patience is what you offer as you persevere through your less than exciting job, having faith in God for His provision as you do. And if your dream looks completely different From God's dreams for your life, patience is what you can offer as you quietly and accept His plans over your plans, having faith that God's ways are always better and higher. You see what I'm getting at? You need paciencia y fe, or patience and faith, to persevere in the fulfillment of God's dreams for your life. And why is that? Because God-inspired dreams involve struggle and always require sacrifice. For example, when Nina is torn in the movie between staying on the block in Washington Heights, where she's thrived with the people that she loves, or returning to Stanford after she experienced racial prejudice, it's actually Abuela Claudia who guides her in the way forward. Take a look.
1: Hand embroidered by your mother. May she rest in peace. We'll use them for the party. They're beautiful. Abuela Claudia never had kids so she adopted the whole block as her own. Adopted our sueñitos, too.
0: When I got to Stanford, the isolation, Abuela, the loneliness, I was like,
1: what am I doing here? Ay, mija, you see? Mira, when my mama came from Cuba, ay, Dios mio, she felt like One tiny grain of sand from the beaches we left behind. (laughs) What did she do? She bought a winter coat and a pair of velvet gloves. Her hands were cracked from the cleaning fluids, but the gloves hid that. We had to assert our dignity in small ways. That's why these napkins are beautiful why my mother's gloves were beautiful. Little details that tell the world we are not invisible. Little
0: details that tell the world we are not invisible. Abuela Claudia is reminding Nina to hold on to her dignity because she knows that Nina's wrestling with how to become an Ivy League college graduate while still holding on to her Puerto Rican identity and that she will need patience and faith to persevere. Because remember, just because God gave you your dream doesn't mean everything will be smooth sailing. In fact, it's actually the opposite. You will experience difficulty like Abuela Claudia did. You'll experience doubts, rejection, maybe even criticism. Because here's the thing, guys, that's part of spiritual growth and maturity in Christ. As James chapter 1 challenges us, it says, consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, mis hermanas y mis hermanos, whenever you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your what church? Fe produces what? Paciencia. Perseverance is just another word for paciencia. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So if you're sitting here today and you had a dream that was deferred by COVID, or you find yourself in the middle of the messy middle, trying to make it happen, this verse is for you. You may have faith, but do you have paciencia? Because you need both for God to mature your character and help you grow as you realize your dream. So have perseverance, church, have that grit and that resilience, and don't you quit on God, because grit, is what Jose and I had as we pursued our sueñito. Our sueñito was to come to the Estados Unidos so Andy could get a non-invasive heart procedure. And when you have a dream, you need a plan. And for us, that meant a new job in los Estados Unidos. Now, my husband is both an attorney and a CPA, and, and after working in corporate law for a decade, he got tired of, like he said it, making rich people richer. By the way, if you're rich, it's nothing personal, I promise. But three years before our son Andy was born, he went on a job search and he applied for all kinds of different jobs. And for three years, all he got was a big fat no. Rejection after rejection. That was a struggle. Three years into his job search, he applied to a small branch of the United States Postal Service that regulates the illegal use of the mail. And after a three month process, my husband was hired by the USPS. 10 months later, our son Andy was born. We learned he needed open heart surgery. We researched and we found that clinical trial in the Philadelphia hospital and we started dreaming. Can our family move from Puerto Rico to the US? And do you know what we discovered? That when you work for the USPS, you can transfer to any location, including one in the US. So my husband put in a medical transfer, and our family was relocated immediately to the Postal Service Division in Newark, New Jersey, one hour from that Philadelphia hospital. Three years of no's so that we could get this much needed yes when we needed it the most because God knew what we didn't know and in his complete mercy and grace, he allowed our struggle until the perfect job for our family came so that when the time came for us to move to the United States, we could do it. Church, a God-inspired dream involves struggle and requires sacrifice. And we see this theme come to life in the Bible in the lives of every immigrant who had a dream from God. Abraham was 75 years old when God called him to leave everything behind and go to a new country. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, but he never saw the promised land. And the Israelites, they spent 40 years in the desert after they left Egypt before they finally arrived as immigrants into the promised land. An entire generation of Jewish people never saw the land of milk and honey. So you might be sitting here today and you're wondering, when is my season of struggle going to end? You may feel discouraged. You may be even tempted to quit, bury that dream. But if that's you, I want to encourage you. Don't you lose your faith and don't you lose your patience. When our family came to the U.S., we left everything behind. Our home, our country, our family, our church. That was and still remains a sacrifice that we're willing to make because we know this sueñito is a God-inspired dream. So don't you give up even as you're tired. I promise you, every sacrifice is worth it because in the process, God always does more than you could ask or imagine. In the end of the movie, none of the sueñitos of these characters end up looking exactly like they thought. They all had to sacrifice. And yet, we see their contentment and their love for each other actually overcome whatever other struggles they may have had And that's because when you have patience and faith, you actually develop the ability to trust in a God who is always faithful. You learn to be thankful, to look for the good in every step of the process, even when things feel incredibly hard. Most importantly, you embrace the ability to be in the here and in the now as you still look towards the future and you work with patience and faith to fulfill every dream that God has placed in your life. And that's what Usnavi realizes. He doesn't need to go back to the DR to reclaim the best days of his life. He can have them right where he's at. Watch as he presses on with paciencia y fe.
1: Until then, I thought it was past tense. What? The best days of my life. So I stayed. I built my little dream, my sueñito, here in Washington Heights. Say so it doesn't disappear. Washington, Washington Heights! Because <laughs> this place, this is it. You, you Nina, you're it. We vote a winner. Start so some more TV. Little details that tell the world we are not invisible. Can we go to the water now? Man, you can talk forever. Yeah, come on, Iris. Please, Daddy. Can I go too? Ask your mother. Mommy, can I? Please. Yes, maybe be that go.
0: Finally at home, not just physically in the heights, but emotionally and spiritually too, is now he's learned what it means to patiently and faithfully press on in life right where he's at. And that's how I wanna end our time today. I wanna end by encouraging you to patiently and faithfully press on. So today I wanna pray for whoever needs faith or patience. Maybe you have a dream and you have faith, but you lack patience, you're worn out. You feel like quitting. Or maybe you have patience, but you lack faith. You've lost hope and you feel like everything is pointless. And if that's you today, I wanna pray over you right now. I wanna ask God to breathe new hope to help you finish strong into your heart. So at all locations, whether you're at home or here at one of our locations, I wanna invite you to bow your heads because I want to pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the ways in which you love your children. Lord, because you are a good father, you want to help your children grow. And today I present everyone here who is lacking faith and patience. Lord, I pray that for those who are lacking faith, would you restore their hope? You are a God of hope. And so i pray that as they're sitting here today lord they would actually feel a renewal in their hearts a renewal in their thoughts that would allow them to continue to know that you are a god who is with them always and with that knowledge that their hope could be restored i pray for those who lack patience who are worn out it's been a season lord a season of struggle people are weary they're tired our grit is lacking And if that's someone here today, I pray that you would actually restore their patience, that you would infuse in them a new strength, that you would strengthen them, remind them you are a God in whom we can do all things, hard things and easy things. And with you by our side, we can have faith and we can have patience. So I thank you for this truth. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who reminds you of, of us, of what it means to have unshakable faith, and unmovable uh, patience in you. We thank you, Father, and we pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group, outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.